This is Amerikami Minute presented by the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. Joining me, as always, Mr. Spencer Church. How do you do, sir? Uh, good, good. How about you? Excellent. Indubitably. 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 That's my go-to fancy guy. Chip, chip, chili-ho. Uh, we are talking, if you go by the title, if you actually haven't listened to our last episode where we said we was a big announcement. So yeah. I think we presented it. You know the bad thing is whenever you posted that that episode to read, and I, you know, I, I downloaded it and I, you know, it was just, I like to check, check the descriptions just to see, yeah. you know, what kind of magic he word or on and then you was like, oh, there's an announcement. I was like, an announcement? Oh, you got excited. I, I was like, like what, what did we announce? I literally started the episode off with announcement. <laughs> um, these are going to be shorter episodes, and if you could tell by the, t- the title, a Mirakami Minute refers to the fact that this will just be us discussing Haruki Mirakami's work. Which we could maybe one day start doing Ryu Mirakami. You know, yeah. if it just says Mirakami, yeah. doesn't gotta be Haruki. Don't gotta be yeah. Haruki. Plenty of Mirakamis out there. I'm sure. I will go, you know what, just for the uninitiated, initiated, which uh, you are now becoming indoctrined into the I church am. of Mirakami. I'm excited for that. Which I, I'm on already starting, like, I can't tell if this is going to be a good jump on point for you or not. Uh, we'll get into that. But for those who do not know Mr. Haruki Mirakami... Haruki Mirakami was born in Kyoto in 1949 and now lives near Tokyo. His work has been translated into more than 50 languages, and the most recent of his many international honors is the Hans Christian Andersen Literature Award. It's a big award. Whose previous recipients include Karl Ove Nosgaard, Isabel Allende, and Salman Rushdie. I believe he has this exact same uh, bio in every book going oh. back till before that award, I guess. No, yeah, I mean... I think that's the only update that work because I've read the same bio in almost all his books. They don't. I mean, I guess there's no point in changing it, but well, that's like with I know with like the Stephen King books, it's like the only thing that's different is it's like whatever the author of, and then and, like, and it's whatever the newest releases are. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, to start off the series, we're not just gonna dive into Haruki Murakami books. We're actually starting with short stories, and he just released. I think in Japan it was last year, but this year it came out April twentieth. It is First Person Singular Stories by Haruki Murakami. Which is like kind of a weird title. I originally like Well, thought. I'll read the uh I'll read the synopsis of this book here too. But yeah, First Person Singular Stories. That's just the title of the book. And it's a collection of eight stories. The eight stories collected here are all told in the first person by a classic Murakami narrator and display the author's reality bending skills at their finest. From memories of youth, meditations on music, and an ardent love of baseball to dreamlike scenarios and imaginary jazz albums, together these tales challenge the boundaries between our minds and the exterior world. Here we encounter characters having a beer with a talking monkey, analyzing Tonka poems written by a former lover, fleeing a hostile woman at a bar, or in the throes of Beatlemania. Occasionally a narrator appears who may or may not be Mirakami himself. Philosophical and mysterious, the stories in first person singular all touch beautifully on love and solitude, childhood and memory, with the signature Mirakami twist. That's actually a really just good description of Mirakami's work in general. Everything that was described there is usually in his work. I was gonna say, is he more of a first person guy when it comes to like his bigger work or No, um I've read some books first person, some not. He seems to be a gentleman who just dabbles in all narration what styles. A, whatever the story needs. Um, also, uh, we've discussed this before, you know, translations, uh, that can have an effect on the book. Now, obviously he's going to get some of the best translators out there yeah. because he's so famous, but 
not everything from Japanese to English is going to translate, you know, 100%. So there will be differences from whatever his language uh, usage is compared to the English version. I noticed that a little bit. Like, it, the the first story, it's not that bad, but you can kind of tell, like, a, yeah. just a little... Um... I, 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 would, I don't want to get up to get the books, but he works with one main translator for a lot of his novels, or at least that's the guy who was tasked with translating those books. He does a really good job, whereas this is a different person. Um, I don't know. I know it says on the website, but I don't know if it says in here who did it. I always thought that'd be a hell of a job for, like, any translating anything. Books, you know, manga, movies, shows, like, you know what I mean? Any of that. that well, that. I've read some uh, translated Japanese novels that were complete dog shit because the translator had too much fun with their own author voice because a lot of these translators are also writers uh, or have dabbled in writing. So when that happens, then it's like you're changing somebody's story. Even yeah. if it's, you're telling the same story, but you're adding extra things and dialogue and stuff, you can mess, a, can mess up a work. Um, I can't find the, the translator here. But you know is, what? The translator is, and then you, you later. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Tom Davis. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I have no idea who the translator is. Like I said, I saw on the website. It was a different one than I've recognized. A lot of translators, especially if they're newer, they might happen to actually make, not make the story boring, but just because they're so scared of messing it up that they kind of just keep it as basic as they yeah. can. Like they don't add any flowery language. Because like I said, not everything in Japanese translates to English. What might be a whole phrase or just a description of something could be one character there. So you you will have it. Because Haru, I've said this before on the podcast, Mirakami's actually said that sometimes he likes to read his books in English because it's like a different story. Yeah. It's like somebody else telling a, a different, you know, the same story, but somebody else telling it, and he enjoys that. It's uh, probably like, it's like an adaptation kind yeah. of. Yeah, so that'd be interesting. But going into first person singular, the first story that we, we're just going to read one story per episode, and we're going to try to keep these under 20 minutes. The first story is called Cream, and we're already introduced into, I believe, an unnamed narrator. I don't remember yeah. reading the name. Very basic story here. The kid gets, uh, he's like, uh, he, I think he's an older guy telling the story from like when he was younger. Well, I don't think he was, yeah. Not, not like old, old, just like, but I you think know. Like in his, like, I, I thought he was like in his 20s, maybe 30s, talking to like a younger yeah. guy, like, man, back whenever I was your yeah. age, this weird thing happened to me. Most uh, Haruki Murakami narrators and protagonists are, are like men between the age of 35 and 50. Mm. That's usually his go to. So I'm just assuming it's like a guy between 30 and 40. No, is that always the case? Uh, from is that... everything I've read usually, but yeah, like Norwegian Wood, that's like a high school kid, I think. Uh, I mean, he has had do you different... Think he, do you think he's... Did he start writing around the age of 35? Like... Yeah. Do you think I... maybe it's like one of those, like, you kind of, you write what you know? Well, so I think like what it this... is, most of his, narr uh, his protagonists and narrators tend to be him yeah to a degree like his the author is like you know stephen king always writes about writers yeah like it's, it's one of those deals like that they it's always just, it's a not a tick might not be yeah. the right word but it's one of his things that yeah he the characters likes. tend to mirror the author a bit but as you know like it said on the back a typical mirror narrator anyway so the stories are like a, we'll just gloss through it wasn't a long piece uh, the kid, when he was like a teenager, I think he was, I think he was maybe a young adult. He was just out of high school, right? He, uh, 
is reminiscing because he gets a letter from a girl that he used to go, uh, play piano with in school. Yeah, in school he had piano lessons with a girl. He wasn't good at piano. She got mad at him or something. She was really good. She was great. She sends him an invitation to a recital she's having in the mountains, and. For some reason, he just decides, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go to this. He has, like, a bunch of studying and stuff he's supposed to be doing because he failed uh, college entrance exams, like, a couple times or something. And he just – he's just like, fuck it. I'm not going to study the calculus. I'm just going to go to this recital. Well, also, too, because if I remember correctly, wasn't he also just, like – in that story, was just, like, school sucks. Yeah, he didn't school. like school. I, I'm, done, I, I'm not good at, you know – he was good at anything, everything but math, apparently. Yeah. He had no interest in math, and he's just going to keep failing, essentially. But he gets, like, a bouquet of flowers, and he's going to go uh, to this recital and, you know, be nice. Well, gets on a bus, goes up there, and he's in this little mountain town, and there's nothing around, really. Like, nobody's around. You'd think there'd be a bunch of hubbub if there's a recital, like a big piano concert uh, in such a small place. There's nothing really going on. He goes up to the venue and, a, like, the parking lot's blocked off with, yeah. like, a fence. It's, like, locked up. And you can see, like, weeds growing through the cracks in the asphalt. Like, that place hasn't been used in a long time. So he's starting to think, ah, uh, did I get the details wrong? First he thinks it's the wrong date. And he checks his thing again, his invitation. He's like, no, this is the right place, right date. What's going on? He's thinking about just going back. And then he decides he's going to go to the park. It's, like, a Sunday afternoon. He goes to the park, sits down. And then he starts ruminating on it. He's like, well, did I do something to this girl to make her mad? That it's like a prank or something? Yeah, did I Did I just... Uh, he, now, Mirakami had a couple great lines in here about uh, like accidentally steamrolling somebody's feelings. Yeah. Like, you know, we do in our lives without even realizing. He thought maybe it was one of those. Um, and this girl's getting in revenge. He was, he was contemplating this whole scenario in his head, what could happen. And then he ends up having a panic attack. Isn't uh was it before he went to sit down on the bench where he heard the the voice over the loudspeaker? I think he was already sitting on the bench and he hears this voice on the loudspeaker. But it, when it finally comes closer, he realizes it's somebody prophetizing some kind of religion in a car, like over a megaphone or something from a distance. And then like the voice fades away, and then he ends up having like a panic attack or something, which he hasn't had in a long time, and he has to like put his head between his knees and. It's taken a long time for him to get, you know, his heartbeat back to normal. And he looks up and realizes there's just this old guy sitting across from him on a different bench staring at him. And now, this, so far, this story, because the story really doesn't have an ending. Um, I don't know, I'm assuming these stories are connected by the same narrator, but I'm not sure uh, if these stories are connected. Like, if it's going to be a continuation of a story, which I would call a novel, but, <laughs> or if it's just parts of this young man's life. We haven't gotten that far yet. But anyway, so this old man, like, he eventually regains himself after the panic attack stuff. This old guy starts talking to him about the creme de la creme, the cream of the cream, you know, the best of the best or something. And he starts talking about fucking circles. It gets weird. Circles with, like, in circles, but uh, no. Circles with no circumference and just endless circles inside. Yeah. He, he, The old man keeps telling him, just picture it. Yeah. Just picture it in your head. And, like, there's a reason for this, apparently. But the the guy never figures it out. He can't picture it, and he's, like, thinking real hard. It do- that's what helps him get over his panic attack, though. And then at some point, he looks up to, like, he wants answers, and the, the old guy's just gone. Yeah. So that's where we're left with is, what is the creme de la creme? Like, what was that guy talking about? Why, what is this circle, like, with infinite circles but no circumference? And then the guy finally gets on the bus, goes back home, and then it ends with him. Like, I guess he was telling somebody this story. Uh, who I, think, I forget it was, like, a buddy or something. And that guy is, uh, he's like, 
well, what does that mean? Like, what's going on? And there's no way. But this, to me, because you asked me, it was like, because well, I asked, you read it before I did. Yeah. And you asked me, it was like, because I said, well, you know, is it weird or what? And he was like, well, it's kind of weird, but I don't know if it's like Mirakami weird because yeah. you never read Mirakami. This is what I would consider what just starts a yeah. Mirakami weirdness. It's always some like harmless event. But if you really looked at it, like, why did this guy get an invitation to a mountain town yeah. that's almost abandoned? Like, what? And then that weird scenario with the old guy. Very bizarre things, but Mirakami always wraps those up. That's one thing I say about his work. He never just has, like, some weird bullshit just not lead anywhere. Yeah. Which, like, a Stephen King has done or other authors I've read where they'll they'll introduce something that seems like it should be meaningful or have some real purpose. But then it doesn't. It just kind of trails off. And you're like, well, what the fuck? They never wrapped that up. I'm kind of irritated. Yeah. Mirakami always wraps it up. Everything comes together, always a full circle, but with circumference. Yeah, because yeah, he was telling the guy, like, because uh, if I remember correctly, he was telling him, like, how, like, though, about thinking about it through all these years has kind of brought, like, a peace. It's almost yeah. kind of like a meditation kind of thing at, at this point, which I thought was, I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, there was very, uh, it was a really, like, philosophical moment he was having with this old guy. And, uh, yeah, because he didn't care that it didn't have, yeah. like, an. The the guy who experienced this, who's telling the story, didn't care that it didn't really have an ending. Yeah, he wasn't really too worried about it. And now I'm also wondering, was that old guy Mirakami? Maybe, maybe that's like who that was representing. It like, we're not far enough into this. So this first story is just introducing to what I think is gonna get really weird. And I did not read that back. The, you know, the synopsis of the stories before, so I didn't know about the dancing oh, monkeys and... Yeah, yeah, I didn't know about that in the... So, obviously, it's going to get pretty weird. Uh, I'm wondering if it's going to be the same guy. Does he get a name or first person singular? I'm assuming he's just never going to get a name. You know what I think happened? You know, because that, that story, Talking Monkey? Yeah. I think... Mirakami, I think he visited the old DPW website and he read himself some daily rounds. Ooh, and yeah. And, and, and a part of that story, there's a cartoon talking monkey. Well, that wouldn't put it uh, beyond Mirakami to have your whole universe already yeah, made right. out ahead of time and you just ripped him off without even reading his work. <laughs> probably. That's probably what happened. <laughs> Mirakami has a novel called Daily Rounds that we didn't know about because it wasn't printed in English. And guess what it's about? Everything Spencer wrote. But the monkey's way funnier than that. Yeah, probably. Of course, the Mirakami. Better, better monkey. We're at a little bit of a stalemate here in that I'm not introduced to any new elements of Mirakami, and you're not introduced to Mirakami, really. Yeah. Like, we got nothing going on. Not much to talk about this first episode because this story was just a, the setup for what I would imagine is going to get some craziness. Uh, so I'm very interested to see how crazy this goes or if he does – because, like I said, his recent work is still kind of crazy, but he has dialed it back like some, a, I think. A little bit in his in his old age? I don't, I don't know. 1QA4 is pretty fucking wild. Um, I mean, with a, with a title like 1QA4. Yeah. I didn't read Killing Commodore, which was his last novel, and apparently people did not care for that novel as much. And it's a really big one. That's why I didn't read no. it again. So, again, I, the main complaint was it's, it's like any other Mirakami book, which, if you read this... Um, you're going to get the elements and be like, I can kind of see, like, if he did that in every single story, I could see that getting a little tedious. Uh, but, like, 1Q84, for example, is great because you have alternate dimensions. Like, this girl, this lady gets off. She's an assassin, mm. which is an awesome yeah. stuff. And it's, like, a detailed, like, a masseuse, masseuse who goes to, like, rich guy's place but then, like, puts these needles in them in a certain way that just kills them and nobody nice. knows. Um, but she gets off a, like, she just, she's in a taxi, I think, at the beginning on this overpass and there's, like, 
dead like traffic is stopped. So there's an accident or something. She gets sick of it. It's like, you know what? Fuck this. Gets all out of the, the taxi and gets off one of those emergency like stair things off the side of like, I guess that's what they have in Japan. We don't, I don't think. Climbs down the stairs and then she has to like crawl through this fence to get out. And then she's just in the city of Tokyo or wherever it takes place. But then as she's going about like, you know, her days and stuff, she's like, well, like certain things are different. Like why are the cops uniform slightly different? Like just no, and then yeah. realize finally it dawns on her. She's in a different like alternate earth. Yeah. Uh, alternate dimension. It is a fucking trippy book. Uh, I think you would like it, but at the same time, it's girthy. Yeah. It's a girthy because it's three books in one, three Japanese books in one in English. They put it in one big volume, which I don't know why they do that all the time here. I guess they just don't want to sell multiple copies or something. Make I don't know, but well, uh, would they be like really small by themselves? Maybe you know what with the translation probably because usually I noticed like the Japanese versions of novels they're very small. Like that Norwegian wood copy I have up there, it's very tiny. But uh, some of the books they have like five volumes to one, you know, one of our English books. So I think yeah. they just it has to do with the characters and stuff. So that's our wrap up of Cream, the first story in the first person singular. Which uh, you know what I gotta give him credit because whenever we were first talking about this and we saw that the first story was called Cream, yeah, we had, we had ha, 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 cream, 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 cream. You know, we had a good laugh about it, but. As the story ended, it made sense. It was you know? he does not shy away from any kind of sex stuff, by the way, because the last book I just read uh, that uh, south of the what was that west of the sun, south of the border, there was some ball sucking going on yeah. in there, and he's just like she's just put my balls in her mouth. <laughs> I think is what he said, and just uh, I was like, hmm. Where he didn't even try the, to uh... make that literary, just <laughs> balls in the mouth. That's how he said it, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Well, I just mean just because of, like, the cream of the cream, like, you know, yeah. and stuff like that, it made, Could have you know, because I don't know about you, but when I was beginning that story, I was like, what's cream going to have to do with it? The whole time, I'm yeah. like, cream, as he's, like, on this bus, I'm like, where's this where's, cream? Where's the cream come in? <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be the creme de la creme. Like, that was, uh, that was unique. I don't know. Again, I don't know if that carries over. I would hope so, because that first story left you with no answers to anything, and you didn't understand. It wasn't. If that was just a story on our website, people would be really pissed because it doesn't go anywhere and there's no end. It was kind of like a I, – I don't know how long it actually was with it being in the – because the, the, the book that we got is a big print. You yeah, know. large print edition for um, some reason. So I don't know how much – like how big it is, but it almost kind of seemed like a, like a long flash fiction piece kind of. Yeah, it's like 40 pages in this book, but the paperback copy for some reason is a large print edition. This is Random House. No, I don't think the hardback version is a uh, large print, but yeah, you get about two full paragraphs on a page, maybe. So yeah, it could be, I would say, a couple thousand words at most, but I don't think so. It doesn't seem like it's that long. Um, anyway, that is uh, a Mirakami minute, and because it's Mirakami, the time is different because he's crazy, you know. What he's like a hyperbolic time chamber kind of guy. He can have a one minute be an hour. It doesn't matter. So well, see, we started, but like what we should have done is we should have done the last story first. The gun backwards. <laughs> Trippy. Uh, if you want to check out our work, go to drunkenpenwriting.com. dot com. Uh, also, check out the normal episodes of the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. You can go to Twitter and follow us at Drunk Pen Writing, Instagram, and Facebook at Drunken Pen Writing, where we share the sauciest of literary memes. And I've been dabbling into some other memes I think you've noticed. 
some non-literary memes, some art memes, and uh, dare I say, other stuff. Other stuff. I'm not going to say it. I don't dare. I do not dare. If they want to know, they'll go and check it out. Do not care. Do not dare. Uh, thank you for joining us for a Miracle Me Minute.